In the year 2020, we've had so many things that have been unexpected, and you may still be feeling some of this heaviness for the holidays. If you are, we have a special guest today that is going to talk to us about how we can spend our time. You're listening to the Ministry Leader Podcast, designed to help leaders just like you leverage your time and influence for greater impact with young people. My name's Brian, and the man on the other mic is Reggie. We're your hosts on this podcast, and we're excited to spend the next few minutes talking ministry with you. Here we go. Reggie, we have a special guest with us today. Uh, I want to welcome Dr. Jerry Davis to the podcast. Just so you have a little bit of background on who this fine gentleman is who is joining us today. Dr. Jerry Davis is a licensed clinical social worker, licensed marriage and family therapist, and a licensed mental health counselor here in the state of Indiana. He serves as the professor of counseling and director of clinical experiences at Huntington University. And with all of that, um, all of those accolades and all of that education, I know Jerry personally as one who has a heart for youth workers, um, has been involved in youth ministry, but really has a heart for youth workers and specifically the health of the youth worker. So Jerry, welcome. Glad to have you here with us. Thank you. Good to be here. Besides all of that stuff that I just shared in your bio, um, what's something that you think this audience of volunteer youth workers all around the world needs to know about Dr. Jerry Davis? Oh, gosh. Um, Well, I actually have a little bit of background in youth ministry. When I was in Bible college, I had a small church that I was a youth pastor in, and uh, I've also done student development work. So I've been involved in in youth work for quite a long time, and uh, I just, I understand how crucial your role can be um, and I also understand how the mental health of adolescents is changing so quickly, yeah. and we're seeing pathology so much earlier than we used to. And you guys, uh, guys and girls, need to take care of yourselves in order to be able to walk into those places and contain those tough conversations that you have probably every day. Yeah, Jerry, so you gave us a um, uh this thing called a health platter or a healthy mind platter. And um, you shared it with our, our YFC Northern Indiana chapter. And if you could just give us a brief overview of why, why is that important? Yeah. So I came across this healthy mind platter a couple of years ago. Um, it's actually been around since 2010. Uh, two researchers, uh, Daniel Siegel and David Rock, and there's seven different areas. This came out of a time where, they were talking about nutrition, and if you remember the nutrition pyramid or your plate, like what oh, yeah. you need to have every day, this is more like what you need to have for your mind every day. And it's not just about mind. It's it's about body, and I think for us, soul and spirit. And there's seven different areas. So I just mentioned briefly these seven areas, and then you can look at, at the handout that's attached uh, to see the healthy mind platter and go a little bit deeper into it. So there's focus time, which is the time that we spend in our tasks, being goal-oriented, trying to get things done, whether it's at work or wherever we have to focus. There's play time. And interesting, there's a lot of research right now on adult play, how important it is that it needs to be spontaneous, creative, non-competitive, and it really does help the brain. 
There's connecting time, which you guys are doing all the time. And that's challenging now with COVID. Yeah. But that's social engagement connection, you know, um, where we just have to have that. Yeah. Um, our bodies are wired. Our minds are wired to deal with trauma through social engagement. Mm. Um, and, and that's what you're getting to do with the youth population. There's physical time, which is movement, moving our bodies aerobically, anaerobically, <laughs> and more specifically. Reggie's um, over here dancing as you're talking about the physical that's time. Right. So that's right. I know I love people it. can't see that, but that's a little chuckle I gave there. He's got some movement. He's, he's moving. <laughs> he's got some moves. I can't say the same about myself, but uh, he's good at that. <laughs> So what, what they've discovered from the research and the more sophisticated brain scans is that aerobic exercise, which is treadmill, bike, elliptical, really helps with depression. And anaerobic, which is weightlifting, resistance training, really helps with anxiety. So even knowing that if you're more prone, prone to anxiety or depression is really important. Then there's a thing called time in, which is reflection, meditation, mindfulness. It's quieting the mind and focusing on, you know, your body, um, what's going on in your body, focusing on God. This is a great time to do meditation or breath prayers yeah. or, or um, put yourself in scripture and meditate, things like that. That's called time in. And then there's another one called downtime. And downtime is something that we don't do enough of. Mm. It's literally sitting and doing nothing. <laughs> wow. as I would I fall asleep. This, as I talk about this, women say, well, men can do this, but women can't. Uh, <laughs> I think maybe men are better at this. Oh, Potentially. Yeah. <laughs> I think my mind works so hard usually that the downtime I would fall asleep. And is that, so is that part of that or is that fall into another that's category? Yep. That certainly can be part of that. And naps are good, especially short naps. My um, dad always used to talk about 10 minute power naps. And he would, yep. he would take a lot of those every day. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. My dad would do the same. He'd come home for lunch and throw back his, his uh, recliner and he'd go out in about two minutes. There you yeah. Go. yeah. My weekend routine involves a little bit of those too. Oh yeah. For sure. Gotta so downtime them. is really just, it, it's interesting stuff. We used to get in trouble with at school, like doodling. We now know is a good thing. Yeah. Uh, I mean, all that stuff is really good for you in terms of now how the brain works. Wow. And the last one is sleep time. And you guys know seven to nine hours of sleep. Try to keep the same routine at bedtime. Um, if it helps to exercise a couple hours before, limit your screen time because that doesn't help you sleep. So that's all seven of these areas. And the big thing is don't feel like you have to do every one of these every day. But look at these across your week and try to do it several times during your week and then find out what rhythm works best for you. Mm. Do I need more of this? Um, and, but try to keep that balance. And that's the healthy mind platter. For sure. Yeah, that's good, Jerry. Thank you for that, that overview. Um, and as Jerry mentioned, we will link the, the graphic of what this is so you have just a simple visual yeah. of these seven categories as well as an article that uh, the actual researchers wrote um, that unpacks it a little bit if you want to dig into it a little bit uh, more for yourself. So, Jerry, I wanted to share just a couple of things that stood out to me in hearing you talk when you came in to share this with our team. Um, and even now, some of the stuff that you just shared that was a refresher for me. 
One of the things that stuck out was the the separation of playtime from physical time. I know it's a really simple thing, but for me, in my the way my brain has worked, you know, you talk about a balanced life here in campus life, and we have the physical, the social, the mental, and the spiritual. Both of those seem to get lumped into the physical category for yeah. me, and so I feel like I have to choose. If my time is limited, do I play with my, let's say, with my kids, or do I go for a run and leave the kids at home? Mm-hmm. Um, and so just seeing that both of those are necessary and part of those helped me wrap my head around, like, I've, I've got to make time for both of these. Wow. It's not a choice. They both are important, and I need to invest there, too. So that was good for me. Um, you know, I think we'll talk a little bit more about uh, focus time here in a minute, but um, for me, the other one was the time in. And I recognize, uh, as I look at that, the, the best times for me when I'm the healthiest me is when I have that time yeah. to to journal, to reflect, and to read scripture all in that, you know, my morning routine. Yeah, right. um, and when I'm not the healthiest me, I recognize that's part of the things that's fallen off the plate, mm. if you will. So um, th- that was good, a good refresher for me. Reggie, what, what kind of yeah. stuck out to you? Yeah, so um, I think that playtime is one of my, uh, my better um, – better utilized, uh, healthy mind platter, uh, points, I guess you can say, um, it's all the dancing. Yeah, it it is the dancing. (laughs) I I feel like I live a life that is very, uh, playful. Unfortunately, it can oftentimes be too playful. So I get a little too much playtime. Um, but I also enjoy the physical time and something that just stood out to me that I, I don't remember hearing before was that you said it has to be non-competitive for, for playtime. So that's interesting because I play basketball, you know, at the rec or whatever at the city life center we'll have open gyms and stuff like that but the idea of it being non-competitive because obviously that probably does something different to the brain so i, I definitely have to remember that um in my own personal life and with, when with i play basketball with reggie it's definitely not competitive <laughs> <laughs> so you don't have to worry about that so <laughs> not competitive for you but maybe competitive for reggie yeah right, right, maybe exactly. so <laughs> yeah uh, anytime I step on the court, it's it's competitive, regardless of what it is. Um, but then, for me, another big one is is that focus time. Um, I find myself being in a place where if I don't intentionally find focus time, that I become very unproductive in general. Like that that bleeds into every other area of my life. And so, um, hearing you say this focus time, uh, getting the tasks out. Just yesterday, you know, I wrote out a long list of all the things that I need to do and. Man, I found that my day was so much more productive, you know, in, in completing tasks, knocking them out. And, and it actually freed up space, you know, talking about freeing up the, the brain space to do other things or remember other things or be more efficient in how I'm going about my day. So, um, yeah, that, that focus time is really, really yeah. awesome. Let's, so let's hone in on that one for a second, Jerry, because I, I think that one is, for me, feels maybe the most challenging in a world where everything happens in your house. So my kids are doing school at home. Um, I'm home working from home. The Because we're all home, the dogs are running around the house and they need attention. Uh, we got to feed the kids. We like just everything happens in the confines of the, the four walls of our house. Um, yeah. It's hard for me to find time to focus on each individual thing that happens when it seems like everything's happening all at once. Can you 
maybe address that? Is that something common that you're hearing and conversations you're having with people right now? Yeah, a little bit. And even as I'm doing therapy via Zoom, you know, uh, cats and dogs will come, will wander in, you know, uh, or some clients like to hold their cats and dogs as they talk to me. Um, so yeah, that makes sense. I think you try to bring as much structure as you can, and you try to get as much cooperation as you can. Now, if you've got little kids, you know, or pets that don't behave, that's tougher, you know, and you can't expect them to do something that's outside of their developmental, you know, right. capacities. But if you can get cooperation and you can structure, then the other thing is to really limit, just do your focus time with little snippets and do one task to completion mm. and take a break and play with your kids. Or we talked about in your house, maybe having a special chair that's your time yeah. in chair. And when somebody goes there, they know that they're kind of connecting with God and they're doing meditation. So we need to leave that, let them have that. And again, it's tough because you have to have all this cooperation. But yeah. let me say a word about multitasking. It really doesn't work. Mm. Um, it's a when, challenge for sure. <laughs> when they study the brain, what they found out is it's like a spotlight. And you can only put your spotlight on one thing at a time. Now, some people are can, can shift it quicker than others, mm. but they're never really doing two things at once. Wow brain is not productive when you're doing that. Your brain needs to complete an activity in order to shift to a new one. So don't try to do two and three things. Uh, try to keep it limited in time and try to keep it limited in focus. And you'll, you'll end up being more productive, especially if you throw play in there, time in there, maybe exercise in there. You, it, it, you'll just end up with uh, greater productivity. Yeah. Yeah, I think, uh, you know, just recently in our house, you know, we'll we'll start a load of laundry and we'll just throw stuff in and hit the start button and we'll walk away to go get a few other things to throw in and then we'll forget we're going to get those few other things and, you know, I'll get involved in a ping pong game with the kids and then when that's over, I go to my office and I start working again and at the end of the night, I'm like, we've got all these wet clothes in the washer and I never closed the lid. Like th that's just like, that's a reality in our house right now. Yeah, yeah, and so the focus yeah. time is really a challenge. And so I appreciate your encouragement to, to really, you know, break it down to one simple task at a time. You know, if, if I begin to think like that, I think I, I will have a little bit more of that focus time yeah. to, to get to the other tasks as well. For sure. For sure. Yeah. That's really good. Jerry, a couple last questions. Uh, one is generally speaking. So as we, you know, as our audience begins to, to dig into this and look at the seven areas, let's say they find uh, we're able to self-identify an area where we struggle in or we're weak in or we need to spend more time in. Um, and I've, I've shared some of those and Reggie shared some of those today. What advice maybe would you give to someone who doesn't know where to start? Like they know I'm weak in this area. Uh, but I don't know where to start to to give that more attention. And I know maybe that's a hard question because it's maybe different for every category. But could you give us some general guidance in that? Uh, a couple things. Um, one is the interrelatedness of all these. That one area impacts other areas. It almost doesn't matter where you start. Hmm. 
So I would start with one that you think you can get some some uh, good success from right away. One that seems a little easier. Yeah. And pay attention to how that affects all those different other areas. Um, second thing, maybe pick something that combines a couple of these. Like this summer, even though COVID was crazy, I'm kind of a golf nut. <laughs> so when I golfed and I always walked, I never rode. So I had physical activity. I had connecting time with some really good friends. And it was playtime because I, I don't really care that much how I score. You know, I'm going to hit one good shot every eight or nine shots, you know. <laughs> That's better than me. Find right. <laughs> a bunch of those. And I was outside, you know. So it was safe. I was breathing in the air. I was seeing God's creation. So if there's activities like that that you can combine several with, that's another great place to start. The other thing is pay attention when you do beef up one of these areas, pay attention to how much life that brings to you. Mm, mm. If it brings you a lot of life, then it's like, okay, I got to keep this one going. You know, if that's time in, if that's exercise, my exercise is important as my time in. Mm. Um, I, I'm not good if I'm not working out. Mm. So just notice that difference and then get key people around you, get, get some good social support, you know, from spouses and friends to say, Hey, were you able to work out three times this week? I know how much that helps you. Mm. Um, so that's another great way to keep, you know, keep on it, but don't beat yourself up. If you have a week where you only do two of these, it doesn't help to beat yourself up. Yeah. Just, you know, re-engage and try to add one more for the next week. Yeah, I think that's good. I, you know, I never thought of the, <laughs> I don't know why, the concept of combining these, like, because they are separate categories and that visual on the plate, my brain went, you know, these are individual things that you do. And right. so to combine that, I think is brilliant. Yeah, yeah. And I think <clears throat> in a lot of ways that happens naturally, combining those can yep. can happen naturally, you know, playing playing basketball for me with the kids is less competitive than if I'm playing against friends or other adults or something like that. So um, thinking about that being a, a play time and a physical time, I, I think that as I'm thinking through it now, after you've said it, you know, it's like, Oh, I guess I, I do do that sometimes where yeah. I might be getting some of both of those uh, kind of mixed in. So um, I definitely, I will say sleep time for me is, is another big one. I didn't mention it earlier, but I, I do like to take naps. You know, there's been a couple of times where people walk in and I'm on my couch and I'm like, Oh, uh, I guess it's time for me to get up, <laughs> you know, but it's, uh, you know, 15 minutes, 10, 15 minutes, but it really does, does wonders. So that's an area that I've got to learn. Uh, one of the YFC staff said they teach me how to nap. I'm not a good go. napper. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Re Reggie. Reggie, how old are your kids? Oh, Reggie doesn't have kids just yet. Reggie got married in February of this year. Oh, okay. Well, you you said you're playing with your kids. You mean oh, at the center, city life, city life kids. Yeah. Okay. Ministry. Okay. So think about this: when you're playing with your city life kids, and you give a good pass, and somebody that doesn't normally score scores a basket, how great do you feel? Oh, it's amazing. It's amazing. Yeah. yeah. Even even more than if you hit a three. Yep. Absolutely. So he doesn't hit many of those of from what I hear. <laughs> that's you that's hear the much. kind of thing to pay attention to. You know what yeah, I mean? I mean? Yeah. What really energizes me, it's, it's that I got that kid to score. Yeah. Yeah. So then that's where you put your energy toward. You that's know? really good. That's really good. 
Well, Jerry, Jerry, do you have any uh, final thoughts for us as we're wrapping up the episode? Anything that you want to leave us with? I would just encourage them to uh, you guys to look at the handout. Um, look at these seven areas again. Don't think you have to do them every day. Try to do as many as you can each week. Try to get some accountability to help you do that. Like I said earlier, you guys are walking into the battle all the time. I know what it's like. You're talking to kids that are cutting. You're Mm. talking to kids that are suicidal. You're talking to kids that it's not safe to go home. All that stuff is really heavy. And you have to create emotional space to be able to contain that and sit with them in that and help them feel like there's hope. Mm. So don't beat yourself up if you're not doing it. Find the ones that make the biggest impact in you and practice those. And then once a week, maybe stretch and add a new thing. And uh, just God bless you guys. You're doing such important work. Amen. Amen. Well, Jerry, thank you. Thank you for, for coming on and, and giving your time to, to share uh, the, the Healthy Mind Platter with us. I think going into the holidays, it's, it's extremely important that we pay attention to that as we have hopefully maybe a little bit more downtime to think through, to read, to prepare, to, to, to rest ourselves. But we also know the holidays can be really stressful, especially in the year that we've, that we've had already this year. So, um, you know, for those of you who you know, want more information on this. Uh, we've already mentioned, we'll put the, the graphic in our show notes along with the, the article that Dr. Davis uh, referenced throughout this. Uh, and hopefully you have some time to, to really dig into it and read through it. Um, if you have other thoughts or questions or things you want to share, um, reach out to us on our Facebook page. Uh, just find us at the Ministry Leader Podcast, and we will uh, do our best to make some connections to help, help you um, maybe think through and talk through some of these areas uh, as, as you go. So, Jerry, thanks again for joining us, and thank you for listening to the Ministry Leader Podcast. Thanks for listening to the Ministry Leader Podcast. Make sure you tune in next week as we talk a little bit more about Christmas. And also, we have a special announcement from our guy, Brian. That's right, Reggie. We've got the Ministry Leader Conference coming up at the end of January when we do it every year. So we're just asking people right now to mark your calendars for January 30th of 2021. And stay tuned for more details. There you go. Boom.